igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. Hello, everybody. On this special episode of the What's Your Inspiration podcast, I wanted to share a very impactful presentation uh, by episode 61's guest, Brad Callahan. Just to review, Brad's been a colleague and, and, and a friend for 17 years and a very successful high school teacher and coach for nearly 25 years. If you listen to episode 61, you know he's a man of several talents and he's weaved his life's wisdom into both the academic and athletic domains. He's been fully invested uh, in his students and athletes for all of these years, keenly focusing on their social-emotional learning and health. Now, in this presentation entitled Loving, Hurting, Living, and Learning, it's candid, creative, and it's a personal account of of his journey uh, to the classroom and beyond. It is laced with wisdom nuggets, and he weaves his musical talents into a lesson designed to address uh, the well-being of his students who struggle with uh, identity, self-esteem, and self-doubt. So without further ado, here is Loving, Hurting, Living, and Learning. All right, listen, so uh, I put something together. I've been working on this for a while. And started over the summer. One of the main reasons I thought this would be important because uh, a lot of times I think as students at high school, you go through your regular day and you're just you know bombarded with your school stuff, and not often do you get a chance to talk about life. I think about all classes going on right now in high school. How many are talking about life? So today, this is your dose of life, and it's something I put together. It's called Love and Heart and Living and Learning. Basically, if you've ever been heartbroken from a relationship, if you've been confused about life, been confused about who you are as a person, if you ever had to do some serious soul searching, Right. I'll be honest with you, that was me. Um, the person I am today is a lot different than the person that I was a while ago. And uh, this is going to be the journey. Story about how I found myself. Now, I'll have a picture. For me, my journey, this, this story starts uh, when I graduated college. It was about uh, four and a half years I went to Rowan. And I graduated with a communication liberal arts, right? People are always like, uh, what are you going to do with that major? Ah, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. No, I just didn't think about it enough. I look at this picture of that guy right there, and I can tell you this. That dude has no idea about life in the real world. That dude right there did not plan at all post-college. That dude right there had no clue about what real life is like. You know, I was, you know, I was in my comfort zone and the, the people in the room who've been to college know that. That's becomes your comfort zone and you have fun there and you're hanging out with your buddies, you know? 
and I had to leave behind a girlfriend. That was very difficult. We were together, and uh, I had to say goodbye. And midway through, because it was four and a half years, I'm home. You know, I was sitting by myself, and she gets to stay at college. And obviously, you know, we broke up. She broke up, and uh, I had to <laughs> go back home. Right, and one of the biggest changes I think in life, because like you know, middle school, high school, whatever, high school to college, you don't love college. But when you leave the college and go to the real, real world, I mean, that's where it's at. That's when it hits you. And to have to go back home and sit by myself in my room, right, when a lot of people aren't around. Some of my friends already had jobs, right? And uh, like I said, I, I really didn't plan for stuff. I was just the classic going through emotions in life. You know, I got to be. I was happy. I got to see you. I got to see. You know, I didn't think about a lot of things. I don't like I should have back in the day. And like I said, when I when I look at that, it's like a different person staring back at me. So I go home. You know, part of this vicious cycle. You know, uh, you have to find a job. You know, what are you going to do with that major? I don't know. I'm going to find a job. All I know is I felt like crap. All I know I wasn't eating much. All I know is I lacked confidence. All I know is every morning I woke up, I thought about the girl first time. All I know is every night before I went to bed, I thought about that girl. And it was hard to try to find a job, right? When you just, when you're hurt and you don't feel good about yourself and you're questioning everything. How did I get here? What am I doing? You know, this kept going on. This was going on for a long time. And I remember looking back on it, you know, waking up was all right because sun came out, there's people around the house and stuff. But the nights, the nights really stick out. That was the lonely, I was feeling really alone. I was thinking like, is this girl even thinking about me? Kind of stuff. And uh, those are some long nights. So one morning I wake up and I was just tired. Tired of feeling that way. Tired of the grind of you know, being asked about jobs and just tired of everything. So I wanted to do something for myself. And I thought for a while and I decided I was gonna buy a guitar and just try to teach myself. So I woke up that morning and I went to the guitar store. I picked up a chord book, decided to learn basic chords. And uh, I bought a guitar. And I started practicing it every night. Those lonely nights turned into practice. What I didn't plan on was the writing of what I was feeling in a notebook. Each night I'd write down kind of what I was going through. And the interesting part about it was it really became therapy. And I didn't think it would, 
you know, but that whole process of writing down what you're feeling and then just sitting there trying to teach yourself chords from one chord to the other. Again, it's all basic chord stuff. I'm just going crazy here. I was just trying to learn stuff, you know, and uh, it was, it was, um, It was weird being by yourself doing this stuff because there was no cell phones. You know, this was the guitar ball, same one. There is no uh, computers, uh, YouTube, right? There's, there, there's none of that stuff. There's just you in a room by yourself. Once in a while, my mom might knock on the door. You're right in there, you know, yeah. Hanging out, and um, I was just doing basic stuff, just teaching myself, you know, from one chord to another, strumming away, writing down lyrics. Next day goes by, get a little bit better, strumming away, writing down lyrics until eventually. Started to find myself. Let me start with that too. Stop loving you and try. 
first time. That sense of uh, accomplishment that you can get. That sense of feeling good about yourself. First time in a long time. When I looked in the mirror, I kind of liked the person that was staring back because I did something I never thought I could do. You know, teach myself how to play a guitar and write a song. You know, so my self confidence started coming back definitely. And with that comes like, you know, a better version of you. So when you go out there in the real world, world, you're trying to find a job. Um, it's a lot easier to sell yourself. All right, let's just call it what it is. And um, look, I'm not saying that if you're ever in a situation, you should go buy a guitar. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you're ever in a similar situation, you need to find something to better yourself, right? And that could be uh, simply working out more. That, that could be learning a new language. And that could certainly be learning a different instrument, right? Running a marathon, whatever, something you never thought possible that you focus on yourself, you make a goal, and then you go get it. You know, because once that becomes in your repertoire, then I think things start going in the right direction. That's what saved me, sitting in the room by myself. As weird as that sounds. Changed change me, changed who I was. I go out. I remember going to a job market and there was a sales job. And it was for Curtis 1000 and this dude came up to me and he's like, uh, let, me see, let me see your resume. He liked that there was an ad design because I had a minor in ad design. And uh, he would be designing like letterheads and stuff. So it was a top 20 printing company in the United States at the time. This is a copy of, of my first business card. I keep it on my desk. It's the first business card you'll see if you could ever come in my room and see my desk. Stupini can verify. I keep it there for a reason. I keep it there because it reminds me every day about where I came from. Right. Sales. Sales was really cool. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for sales. One of the things you do with sales is you read a lot of positive thinking books. These three I still have, they're in my office to this day also. Help change my life. Help change your mindset. If you really want to change your mindset, strongly recommend reading some positive thinking books. Years later, it's definitely helped me out with being a coach and teacher. There's no doubt about it. Funny thing about sales is uh, I, they flew me down to Atlanta where the, the headquarters was. So all these new sales reps all over the country go there. And they put you in a room similar to this. There's a desk there. And all the people are hanging out back there. They have a camera. The first thing you learn in sales is how to shake a hand properly. And they filmed it. How you walked in, how you presented yourself. Shake the hand, look the person in the eye, shake the hand, smile. Like, and you rep that. So you had it perfect. There's no dead fish handshake. Right? You ever get the dead fish? No sale right there. Right? And little things like that uh, changed me. And I realized, you know, um, 
there's there, there is something here about the sales and I did like the freedom of the job. Uh, but it was, what was scary to me it was just the how big the world is. And I remember thinking to myself, um, man, like I just flew to Atlanta and there's people all over this country. Like this whole concept of the real world was just tremendous. It was big. It was just seemed like there's a lot of endless space out there. And uh, wrote a song about it. in charge of purchasing because um, that's who you'd want to meet with to try to sell your products right and um i was just this young guy right out of college they used to say green i was very green the other salespeople would say um meaning you're just young and you're new to this whole thing so i'd meet with these people even back then uh, and i consider myself now still a good listener and uh I, I was back then, and, and I would meet with these people. And you go to their office, you sit down, and uh, the sales training, like you look around and you notice, like, you know, their sports things. You can talk sports with this person. You see the pictures of the dude was fishing, like, oh man, you know, I love fishing. Uh, the kids, you can ask about a kid, but anyway, you just start talking. 
know, and then they'd open up about how miserable they were in their career and their choice. And they saw me sitting there and they're like, oh, I was you. Man, I do things so different right now. I got all this responsibility. I'm not happy with my job. Like, you know, I'm stuck here. You know, and this wasn't like a one-time spiel. This was like all the time. And it really like started freaking me out because I was like, Gee, I don't want to, I don't want to be these people. I want to, uh, I want to kind of enjoy my, my, my career. So I remember going home one day I wrote down on a piece of paper, things I enjoyed working around, you know, and um, it dealt with being with kids. And obviously, certain careers that would come up with that. Teaching and coaching was definitely in that ballpark, right? So then, uh, while I was still in sales, I visited Montclair State, Kane, and Willie P. And I talked to the person in charge of the phys ed department. And they would say, yeah, this account's going to take another two and a half years. You have no education credits. In a half year, you're going to have to do your student teaching. You know, and then I would go back home, I'd call up a couple of my buddies and be like, dude, another two and a half years of school, a lot of them would be like, why do you want to do that? You were just at school for four and a half years, why just find a job, just move on. And uh, I knew deep down inside, this, talking to those people, those cubicles, right? When no one told me when I was your age, is when you start working, that work phase of your life is the longest phase of your life. Right? If you don't enjoy doing what you do, that's a long phase to be miserable. Right? So that's really why I decided to go back because I wanted to live for every day. I didn't want to live for the weekend. You know, I want to try to make a difference every day. Right? I didn't want to just sit in a cubicle for 30 years and say what was the meaning of life, you know? So I ended up going back to Montclair State and uh, started taking classes. I was a student again, but I was a very motivated student. I was on a mission. I knew what I wanted to do for the first time in my life. And it felt good. I was hanging out with 18 and 19 year olds that had no clue what they wanted to do or were just going through emotions. And that was me years before. But now I'm this smarter person, this new version, this better person, right? Attacking it. And I remember looking at them like, you know, they're just not going to make it. They're just not going to make it. But I learned a couple things along the way. One is it's hard to accept others in your life when you're not comfortable with yourself. Like I feel like if I didn't do those nights in that room and start finding myself, it was it would have been very hard to accept others into your world. You know, the other thing I learned too is you need to put your yourself first. It's not selfish. It's smart. Take care of yourself. Right? Make sure you're good with yourself. Make sure when you look in the mirror, you like what you see. 
And certainly I wouldn't be where I was. I wasn't going to be taking rests. So every day I'm commuting down to Montclair State. I mean, uh, deal with that. And every day I say to myself, it's going to be worth it one day. You know, I'm looking around campus. In Montclair State, uh, the phys ed department, the Panzer School, you had to wear these red sweatpants. <laughs> Dude, it was so bad. It was so bad. And you stuck out. Like, you know, you walk around campus, you can't be cool because you have these stupid sweatpants. <laughs> and uh, people knew exactly, oh, no, for that, people. You know, so uh, <laughs> that wasn't cool at like 25. You know? Uh, but it, it is what it is. Uh, but I remember seeing this cute girl one time, and she was in one of those outfits. So my eyes just you make eye contact a couple times, and uh, eventually, what you see up here, we had this, this dance thing. Like, why is there people dancing? Because um, it's there to remind me. Uh, you have to take a dance class, to get your phys ed degree. So I'm in the dance class. I'm hanging out the first day. And uh, who comes walking in? Yeah, they keep going. And uh, it was just a matter of time because the way the, uh, the instructor set it up is that you'd learn to dance and you'd just be rotating around with people and stuff. So, like, it wasn't the samba, it wasn't the salsa, but come the tango. Yeah, you know what they say about the tango, Fox? Takes two. Takes two, baby. Let's go. All right, so we're dancing. You're learning this tango like that. I'm doing small talk, and uh, we didn't hang out for a while after class, and then it became like talking at night, and then it became talking every day, and um, unfortunately, uh, she had seen someone from home, and she lived in Tom's River, and um, I remember when the semester ended, she was uh, going to go out that night at a bar down there. It was the office and uh, hang out with a friend. And I was like, all right. Um, I made this uh, back in the day. You can make mixtapes of the, the cassettes. You remember cassettes? So you would put in a CD and you record it. See, I was really good at it. I knew exactly when to cut it and what songs to put in so it would come up at the right time. Um, but I recorded a song for her. And it was the first song on this tape, you know. And uh, my parents had this karaoke machine thing back in the day <laughs> that played tapes. <laughs> so I figured out, listen, I think I could put a blank on it and record my voice and stuff. I'm going to and it worked. So uh, it was pretty funny. So, uh, you know, the old cow, previous cow, would never try to take a chance. But I was, I was rolling the risk sticking my neck out and fighting for this relationship because just deep down inside, I knew, I knew that we were good for each other, you know, and I wanted her to know how I felt. So I drive down there, we hang out. And when I was leaving, gave her a nice hug, a kick, a kiss on the cheek, nothing crazy. You don't want to be that creepy guy. And uh, I, I slipped her to state. And I felt good leaving, you know, because either way, I knew I did everything that I could to try to you know, make this thing right. And uh, if it wasn't, then I knew at the end of the day, at least I tried. I was willing to take a risk to fight, you know. 
And also I knew on the ride home that eventually she was going to put this tape on. She was going to press play, but expecting to hear like some, you know, regular song. <laughs> and, uh, and she heard this. Something good came out of that negative. Um, I just, I don't know, I liked writing that song. I liked everything I just stood for, about taking risks and laying it out there. And uh, even to this day, I just, I just feel like it's a good tune. It's stood the test of time, sends a good message. Um, and I was all right, you know, we graduated. Look, things were going well for me. All right. And, and like I told you, I was on that mission, I graduated. I graduated with a 3.5 GPA, yet when I was in elementary school, I was labeled average, and I believed it. 
and I accepted these my whole life up to that point. And I just, oh, I guess I'm average. These are good. Occasional <laughs> sin, who cares? You know, and it bothers me. It bothers me to this day because I know I could have been a better student back in the day. Um, also, the district was looking for a head swim coach at the time. And uh, while I was finishing up my classes at Montclair State, I was actually hired as a swim coach. We used to practice at Morristown Bear nine to 10 at night was our pool time. And uh, so I would take my classes during the day and then I'd be able to coach that night. So I started coaching there in 1997, in fall, uh, when I was hired full-time traveling position. So I taught at both schools my, in my first year um, in the fall of 1998. And everything was like, you know, falling into place. Someone would say, oh, you're lucky this person left. I guess there is some luck to that, but, you know, there was work put into that. There was work being in the right place at the right time. It was doing all those other things too along the way um, that helped get to my ultimate goal. You know, I was I was teaching. You know, I was coaching. It was it was everything that I wanted in life. Except there was that one thing I was still missing it was a meaningful relationship. You know, and sometimes one of the things I really learned about my travels to get to where I was was I think so many times, especially with you guys, you're always just looking straight down on something like this phone, right? And then you're just immersed in that phone and you're not enjoying the environment around you. What I call them living in the moment, right? There could be like the best sunset going on. And I'm like, dude, that's an awesome sunset. And then like my kids are looking at their phone, <laughs> right? I mean, you can miss out on so many things in life because you're sitting there looking at your phone. That person that could be your future boyfriend or girlfriend walking by, you didn't even notice it. That friend, friend that you can make, right? Walked right by, you didn't even notice it. So, one of the things I learned is just, it's not always about the front door, people, right? Life's about the side doors or going around the back door. Right, for the reason you 
a couple things to remember along this journey that some life lessons that really helped me uh, figure a lot of things out in life. I want to make sure we, we went over this stuff. And I, I really believe this when I say that uh, we all have a journey and a purpose in life. And it's really up to you to figure it out. That's part of the whole gig is, is finding out who you are, finding out where you're going to fit in in this world. You know, and it might take a while. I'm, I'm proof of that. I'm definitely proof of that. I'm proof for you right now if you don't know what you want to do with your life. That's all right. That was me. Right? I was there. That was you. But I'm going to tell you now, you just got to keep your eyes open. Find something that you're passionate about. Start thinking about things that you enjoy. Right. Find things that you're passionate about and run with it. The other big thing was that, you know, and it still happens. You're going to face obstacles in life. Some worse than others. Some that can devastate you. Right. But how you handle those situations is going to define you as a person. You're either going to let it break you, right? Or you're going to be able to rise above. And that's something you always got to think about. Look, I fail. I fail in a lot of things. You can't be afraid of that. It's one of the best ways to learn in life. Take those risks. It's the worst thing that can happen. Girl tells you she don't want to walk this relationship. All right. They didn't break me, you know. Told you something positive came out of it. Best songs ever wrote. I was all right with it. There's a big one, people. So often I think some of you just do this too quick. You give up on yourselves. The day you give up on yourself is the day that nothing good is ever going to happen to you. Because if you're not there fighting for yourself, who's going to be fighting for you? Right? No one. Hey, we all soul searching do. That was a lot of soul searching I did. And uh, here's the deal in life, guys. You know, things are bad, but things always get better. Sometimes it just takes longer. Sometimes it takes a long time. Thank 
You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have.